fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, man, I got to tell you, get ready, sit down, buckle up, and let's get ready for a wild ride today. It's going to be a fun one. We have so much to get to. We have such little time to do it, and we're going to have some fun playing it. I don't know how any of the mainstream media still has any ratings in any way, shape, or form. Do people still pay attention to these guys? Like, seriously, not, not just you and I who are aware that they're nuts, but, like, the main general public. We got some audio clips we need to play here in just a minute. It's going to be a great program today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. All over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty. Coming up on the program today, Michael Graves. He is the former singer for The Misfits. I know! It's going to be exciting. we got Michael Graves coming on the program. He's going to talk about censorship. He's going to talk about some of the latest current events. We'll pick his brain on a few things and have some fun. So super looking forward to having him on the program today. You, the mom, the dad, the head of the household, the ones that go and buys the groceries, the ones that goes to buy the shoes for school or the pencils and erasers the ones that get all the stuff for christmas doing the christmas shopping right now for all the holiday giving and the presents and the food and the big feast and all the big everything you need are you spending more money now than ever before some would say yes but for different reasons yes because either you have the expendable cash to do so to buy more gifts or yes i am but i'm only getting the same amount because inflation's so terribly high are you spending more cash than ever before i think the resounding uh, answer is right now yes now the question is why and are you doing it intentionally are you doing it because you have that expendable cash and things are well and the economy is coming back and you're feeling more comfortable and you're feeling more secure Again, I have to laugh a little bit when I say that comment. Or is it because that you're a little concerned and you're just trying to maintain and that spending's gone up, but yet the products have actually kind of stayed the same on what you're actually getting? You're not increasing anymore. You're just trying to maintain with what you already have. I'm assuming, could be wrong, but I'm assuming that the vast majority of the population in the country is for the latter. You're spending more money, but you're getting the same amount because of inflation sitting at 6.2% year over year since October. We've already gone up another percentage uh, point or two since October to December already this year. But there are some in the country right now that think the economy is actually back. It's actually growing. It's actually succeeding. And that Joe Biden has saved the country economically from disaster from COVID-19. No, this is not a joke. This is not a satire piece. This is not a gag. This is real life that we have to deal with because this is the disconnect that I'm trying to figure out in society today. Here's according to thehill.com. Now, this is an opinion piece by a guy by the name of, uh, I'm not going to assume it, by an individual by the name of Max Burns. He's an opinion editor, and he wrote an opinion contribution to thehill.com. Here's the headline for a Biden is delivering the fastest economic recovery in history. Why hasn't anyone noticed? Let me read that again. Biden is delivering the fastest economic recovery in history. Now, I'm assuming again, as a father, 
if you're a mother, if you're buying stuff for your kids, if you're trying to put food on the table, if you're trying to, oh, you know, my tire went flat, got to get a tire replacement. Oh, my car died. Oh, I need to get some more food. I'm out of groceries. I'm assuming that you've probably noticed, no matter where you're at in the nation right now, that things are just a little bit more expensive, putting more of a burden on you. But yet, somehow... Biden's delivered the fastest recovery in history in the nation. Now, they contribute that to the fact that there were less jobless claims in the last month at 184,000, which was the lowest level in more than 52 years. That's according to the headline on CNBC. So that's what they're running with. The economy's back. The the jobless claims are falling. And that means things are great. They're not looking at the other side of it that we'll get to in just a second. But all they're looking at, the one singular topic, look at this. The economy's back because inflation's rising. That means people are obviously buying things and there's a demand for stuff, which is only partially true. And the jobless claim is at 184,000, which is the lowest level in more than 52 years. As they say that we are fine-tuning and we are filling every job available out there to where it's harder and harder to get a job because jobless claims are going down because obviously so many people are back in the workforce. Is it true? Now, there's a guy by the name of, see if I can find his name again here real quick, uh, CNBC's Jim Cramer. No clue who this guy is. Uh, apparently, he's the economic expert on CNBC, and he goes to different media sites as well, and and he's the big talking guy of what to do with your, with your money and what the economy's doing and what the stock market's doing or whatever. He gives his input on about a three- to five-minute clip, and I have this obviously broken up. We're going to not play the whole thing because I can't listen to it. This is where we're at with some... I don't know if this is actually just the upper top that just feel like everything's all great and they don't understand how to like relate to common folk, or if there is a sector of the actual common folk across the nation that think this is really going on. To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, that unemployment number? It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a Roaring Twenties style. But there's nothing to feel guilty about. We've been through hell as a people. (laughs) That's only a portion of that. Oh, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. But we need to break some things down from that conversation, do we not? Because, again... I live in the real world. I try to go and go to the grocery store on my way home from work every day. I try to put food on the table. We try to provide for the family. I'm sure you do the same thing as well. You're probably out going and picking up the kids right now. What are we going to do? Got to get them to the extracurricular activities. Oh, you need some knee pads for basketball. I need to go get some knee pads. Oh, your sneakers busted. We need to go get some sneakers. Oh, we forgot some stuff for dinner tonight. Need to go pick up some dinner. While you're out doing this throughout the day, you go there and you say, wow, that price is really expensive. Do we really have to do this? But this guy... To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, that unemployment number? It's the best in years. not best in 69. Okay, first off, let's stop right there again. Again, that's the only thing they're hanging their entire argument on. Weekly jobless claims are down to 184,000 uh, jobless claims, the lowest level in the last 52 years, uh, according to the headline on CNBC. Do they even know how jobless claims are done? You can only be on it for, in most states, you can only be on it for a certain amount of time. Then you need to get a job, and then you need to at least show that you're trying to get a job, and then you reapply, and then you can continue to uh, get your benefits. And then you still get capped in most states afterwards, after like three months, like, all right, you're done. You just can't do any more. 
They're dropping off. Most people or a lot of people that were on the jobless claims now were the ones that have still been on it for the last year and a half because because of COVID-19. They don't qualify anymore. Of course, the jobless claims are going to go down. Many states, you don't qualify anymore if you've been riding that piggyback throughout the entire pandemic. Here's the other headline that kind of contrasts this just a little bit. Here's the headline from USA Today. Employee Employers posted 11 million job openings across the nation, up from 10.6 million the previous month at a near record level for job openings across the nation. We're approaching record levels in October, while the number of people quitting eased off the record pace but remained historically high, according to the Labor Department that was posted on Wednesday of this week. The developments provided further evidence of a labor market that has shifted decidedly in favor of the workers. Sure, you have more opportunities, so you can try and haggle for better prices. You can try and haggle to get better uh, better benefits or whatever you want to get for your uh, job opportunity. But a record 11 million job openings in this nation, which tells me two things. Either one, we have a massive shortage of people in this country to where the jobless claims are so low and the economy is doing so well that we filled every job that was out there prior to COVID-19. And now we've completely dramatically expanded it to a level that we've never seen before with more jobs because all of a sudden all these businesses have all this money. They can expand their hiring. They can expand and open up new shops. They can expand their work industry a little bit more and hire on more people. And we have we went from like shutting down businesses because you're not essential to now we have so much opportunity that we just can't fill all the positions. <laughs> I highly doubt that's the case. Now that's what they're trying to argue on the other side of the aisle, but you can't have it both ways. We have a massive record a job opening right now because we're trying to get people back into the workforce. And we're starting to because now people aren't able to qualify for uh, jobless claims anymore and unemployment, so they're being forced to get into the workforce. But show of hands, wherever you may be listening across the nation, how many of you know a mom-and-pop restaurant, a local retail store, a bar or a nightclub, some type of industry that was owned locally by someone in your local community that had to shut down stores, not just in the last year and a half, but even over the last six months, because they tried to come back, they tried to figure out a way to maintain throughout the pandemic, then they tried to get back, they couldn't hire servers, they couldn't hire stock shelf boys, they couldn't hire whoever to get things back on track, and they had to shut down doors. I just read headlines of that here in the Wichita area where I'm based out of in the last couple weeks of businesses that have had to do that. We're trying to get people back in the workforce. We're trying to get people back into entry-level positions in the minimum wage jobs and wherever else across the nation. We have a massive shortage of truck drivers across the nation, but yet they say the economy is doing oh so well because of one single fact that they said jobless claims were down when they're only looking at a portion of the evidence. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're- okay, first, let's stop right there again because that's just not true either. I don't know where this guy gets his information, but they're lies. Uh, yes, we are spending more money, not because we're buying more things, but because the inflation is so high, we have to spend more money in order to get the same amount of what we were before. Because he actually goes on later on trying to defend the inflation rate, saying that they're a good thing, like the Democrats have done. You know why they're doing all this in the grander scheme of things, stepping back from the issue for just a second? 
why they're doing this from the 30,000-foot view is because they're trying to find some type of optimism for the Biden administration and the Democrat agenda going into a midterm election. And one thing that resonates really, really well with people is when the economy is doing well. It's why Donald Trump did so well and why he had such high popularity, even above what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have right now, is because the economy was doing good before the COVID-19 pandemic. We were growing at a 4 to 5% GDP growth every single year, and even you know quarterly we were seeing massive gains as well. We were doing so well. Businesses were expanding. Taxes were low. People were getting jobs. People were making money. Inner cities and uh, minority communities that don't normally see this stuff saw economic growth and prosperity, and then it all died under the Biden administration. And no matter how much crap and BS that they try to inject into your ears every day, you're living on the streets and you're actually recognizing it. When you go to the grocery store, when you go and get stuff at the retail store, when you go to the big box store, wherever you go to do your shopping on a daily basis, when you're shopping online to purchase things for the Christmas holiday, you see what's going on and they can only inject so much crap into your ears and try to manipulate the reality of it until you catch on. And this ain't sticking. Again, I don't know who's actually buying this. But it's comical. They're buying more things and they're buying it with cash. They're actually not because credit card debt's actually up. We just saw a headline, uh, according to the New York Fed.org, that uh, household debt and non household debt, but private sector debt is at an all time high that just hit $15 trillion. Just think about that for a second. We almost have just as much debt on the private level at $15 trillion as the federal government does at the federal level at $23 trillion as debt. We're almost matching government spending in debt. A lot of that that includes, oh, I don't know, a massive amount is sitting in credit card debt at $28 billion just in the third quarter of this year. Yeah. Lots more to this when we get back. It's The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, the unemployment number? It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a Roaring Twenties style, but there's nothing to feel guilty about. We've been through hell as a people. Is he just trying to advocate for the crash of the economy there? Because that's what it sounds like. Hey, things are doing great. Don't worry. These aren't the droids you're looking for. That's that's really what he's going after here, isn't it? Don't worry. The economy's doing great. Inflation's going up, but that's a good thing. People are spending money, but don't worry about it because it's not as much on credit cards, which is a lie, which I did give some uh, some wrong information in that last segment going into the break. So it wasn't $28 billion. Uh, According to the NewYorkFed.org, uh, let's see here. They talk about the credit card balances increased slightly in the third quarter by 17. It increased in the third quarter by $17 billion after an increase of the same size in the second quarter as well. Still, credit card balances remain 20, uh, $123 billion lower than they were at the end of 2019. Total credit card debt in America is $804 billion. So almost a trillion dollars just in credit card debt all by itself. And while it's down a little bit from 2019, we're at a record overall debt of $15 trillion in the private sector. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You deserve to spend because we've gone through hell in the last year with COVID-19. You deserve to spend money. Don't worry about what it does for the repercussions of the economy. Don't worry about the government taxing the hell out of you. Don't worry about not setting anything back for retirement or for long-term stuff. It's you. You need to splurge. Go ahead and go spend your money. Obviously, they didn't get the uh, the life lesson message of, you know what, we, maybe we need to pinch pennies a little bit, make sure that the future generations might be okay instead of us just living like the roaring 20s where they burst the economy by inflating themselves on paper and nothing to sustain themselves, and they go into a Great Depression. So, well done, buddy. You've created that as well. Then he went on to try to defend again the inflation rates. In this environment, though, we have to expect that Fed Chief Jay Powell, a man I greatly admire, has no choice but to raise interest rates. Now, before you think that's the end of the world for stocks, and I know many of you have had that trepidation. I want you to know that I've been through an incredible number of rate cycles to some think I would say too many. So I, I don't know if I can count them all. And they're called rate cycles because that's when the Fed starts raising rates. And you almost never get hurt in the first year of an, of an increasing cycle, provided that each push is incremental, well thought out, no surprises, not in lockstep. Powell famous, infamously, I should say, talked about raising rates in lockstep fashion back in 2018, and he crushed our stocks. Powell's a fast learner. That won't happen again. Why does he have to raise rates at all? Because he has to be sure that we have some but not too much inflation. Some because it's time for the middle class to grow and not from the top down. In other words, get rich to the middle. We want to go bottom up. 
so that people can enjoy, have better savings, and not have them be eroded by high inflation. We don't want that. Now, I'm not a well, very well-educated guy from college. I dropped out of university after two years. I don't know what he's talking about. Can someone please explain to me, which, dear God, you can email me, network at gmail.com. Could you please explain to me how inflation rates build the middle class? Because as far as I'm aware, living in the middle class, I'm pretty sure that when inflation rates go up, that means things are more expensive and it's harder for the middle class. Dropping people that are teetering on that line between I can sustain and I can do this on my own to know I need assistance, kind of dropping them below that line because now everything that they were maintaining based on the budget that they made for themselves, they have now fallen behind that means and now they need government assistance to keep them going. That's what inflation does. Inflation does not help anybody. I think he's trying to talk about minimum wage, which does, by the way, create inflation as well, which means that no one actually gets help because it just makes it more expensive for everybody, including those that you're trying to actually help in that scenario. I don't know. Again, I'm an uneducated hillbilly that grew up without a college degree. I have a degree in broadcasting. I do not have a four year college degree. I don't know how inflation actually helps the middle class. This guy's a complete loon on CNBC as their financial expert, and people actually listen to this garbage. Lots more coming up. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through already the fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, and of course the online side as well. We have a lot of really big news coming up here in a few weeks. Don't miss it. I am excited as we continue to grow and expand like never before. You can find us all on our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. And the website at HoosierReason.com. I still can't I still can't get over the clip. I'm going to play this one more time for you because I find it absolutely hilarious. To me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, the unemployment number? It's the best in years. It's not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services. A marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so 
in a Roaring Twenties style. But there's nothing to feel guilty about. We've been through hell as a people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was Jim Cramer, CNBC's a great economic expert there. The economy's doing well. Don't worry about the inflation. Spend all that you want to because you deserve it. Because, well, why the heck not? And don't set anything back. Just increase your debt. Uh, he's lying, too, when it comes to credit card spending. We're at $15 trillion as a private consumer debt in the nation. So, well done on that one. Almost a trillion dollars alone in credit cards. So, well done, buddy. You uh, you, uh, you get the uh, idiot of the day. So, thank you for that one. Let's get into what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? I am super excited about chatting with this guy. As you know, a little bit of a rocker edge on my own. Listen to a little bit of the edgier music. So I am super excited to have this guy on the program. Is He is an activist. He is also a country and punk singer. He's the former singer of the legendary band The Misfits. I know. Excited to have on the program with us here, Michael Graves. Michael, what's going on, brother? Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, it's exciting to have you on. I appreciate it very much. I, I got to ask you, I mean, obviously the big question is, what's uh, where did the transition come from, from the Misfits to the country punk scene? Well, uh, in 2001, after I parted ways with the band, uh, I, I picked up an acoustic guitar again and, and really spent a lot of time in the American South and just went back to the beginning of, of, of where rock and roll came from and that's a lot of gospel and old blues and you know, the things that rock and roll country, all music that we listen to now grew out of. And, uh, and so I just really started to dedicate myself uh, back to it. So I, I, um, I do a lot of just solo acoustic shows now and it's, it's very Americana. It's very folky. Uh, it's very, it's very country with a, with a punk rock ethos, hey. which is synonymous with the, uh, the American ethos. Ah, God bless you for that one. I love it. Now I, I do have to make a note that your American prayer tour that you were doing, uh, and you stood your ground on this one is, uh, I've seen, I've seen different posts of different, you know, stand up comedians and different people doing the same thing where, uh, they're not dealing with the COVID vaccine crap. And you've actually canceled a lot of your tour because of a lot of the venues mandating people either wear the mask or get the vaccine. Haven't you? Yeah, I had a really big show out in in Los Angeles at the Whiskey A Go Go. I, I played the Whiskey A Go Go for for a lot of years and have a have a great relationship with with the staff over there. But I just I I, I in not I couldn't in good conscience go along with the with the vaccine mandates that are that are uh, you know that, that for example Whiskey A Go Go had, had implemented because. That's. I don't want anybody to think that um, they have to participate in some sort of medical procedure to come see me, or, or, or I, and I, I just can't play to a segregated audience. It yeah. makes me very, very uncomfortable. Sure. Um, you know, and and plus, it's all of the 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 data that shows what these shots are doing to young people. Um, for no good reason, I don't want any part of it. And so, yeah, I, I took it on the chin in a couple of, in a whole bunch of markets. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I give you all the respect in the world for standing that ground because there's very few people that would take that, uh, that moral stance. You need to come to Wichita, Kansas. That's where I'm based out of. And, uh, we'd love to see you out here in, in Wichita because there, as of right now, knock on wood, there are not a lot of those mandates. So just uh, make your way on out here. <laughs> I would love to come play for y'all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good stuff. Let's talk about some of these issues. I, I just played that clip. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know what your thoughts are. We have a 6.2% inflation rate year over year from October to October this year. We've had another 1% or 2% inflation rate from October to December now already. And yet we have people saying that we have the uh, – here's the headline from The Hill on a uh, opinion piece. Biden is delivering the fastest economic recovery in U.S. history. Why hasn't anyone noticed? Um, <laughs> your thoughts on this? I mean, everybody's just spending money. We're just loving, living life now, aren't we? Yeah, well, first of all, that's – that's definitely fake news. Uh, <laughs> Biden is not delivering any sort of economic recovery. I've crisscrossed this country in the past two and a half months and and spoke to the you know the common folk. Um, there, the, the the recovery is is not is not happening. And let me just jump back and and make a comment about Kramer. Kramer is an idiot. Kramer, that that's the same Kramer that when I think it was Bear Stearns was literally coming apart. He was telling people <laughs> to just hold on to their stocks. Kramer's an idiot. Um, the, this country is in terrible economic um, crisis because of the lockdowns and what happened two years ago when they shut everything down. Businesses like mine and businesses like like small clubs, venues, bars have been decimated because because of the lockdown so and people have not recovered they haven't even begun to recover yeah yeah i don't know how far they can go with this before people start waking up i mean does anybody still buy this i'm sure that their nice little horde does but they gotta see reality when they leave the tv and listen to someone like kramer and then go out and buy groceries and realize that in california we see gallons of milk at almost seven dollars a gallon you can't put two and two together and think that it makes sense there really is a great awakening in this in the in this country. It it's it's there. Um, again, I've I've spoken to a lot of people over the, the past two and a half months. Um, examples like like the demographics of, of of CNN, who are who are they've lost eight in ten of their viewers just in, since Biden's taken office. President Biden's numbers are it's like thirty six percent, and Kamala Harris like twenty eight percent. Um, so the average American, the, the God fearing uh, average American who's just trying to raise their family and, and do good for and by their family, um, are awake and they're, and they're angry because they see what's happening yeah. on, on both sides of the fence, whether you're an independent, you know, so-called, you know, a Democrat, a real Democrat, a real liberal, you know, or, or a real Republican, it, it, you, you see what's happening because it's affecting you in real time. Yeah, amen to that. We're talking with singer-songwriter and uh, former singer for The Misfits. We're talking with Michael Graves here. Let's take it a step further outside of just economics here, but let's talk about just control of the family as well. We've seen the massive uprising in uh, Virginia with the election just a month or so ago when we had uh, parents upset with, uh, you know, potentially not having a say in their public education system. We have the economy part to where you try and get basketball shoes for your kid and it's way too damn expensive. We don't have anything on the shelves to go into the holidays here. Uh, just overall, in general, do you think people, when you mention this this awakening that people are having, are we awakening to realize that maybe we've lost touch with the family values and that we don't have control of the family like we used to? Again, I think that that yes, 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 I do. Um, when when people, when average people, faithful people, believers that understand what this country is and why family is so important, and have a basic understanding of economics, a basic understanding of history, um, 
they see what's happening. You go to the store and you see that the, the shelves are emptying. Um, so yeah, I, I, people are a, a, awakening to to the fact that something's certainly not right. Um, and and it's the truth. It, it we are under attack. Yeah, we're we're under attack on all fronts. Yeah, no, absolutely. Here in America. Well, and then when we do try to speak out against it, I know you've had this issue for quite a bit as well as the censorship on social media. I mean, we got I put I got put in Facebook jail in February of this year, and since I've gotten out, the the shadow banning has been so ridiculous. Our live stream videos for the program went from about almost five hundred to a thousand views every day to about. 10 to 15 views a day because of the shadow banning. I know you've been banned quite a bit on social media as well. I think that's going to be the next uh, front for the war, isn't it? Well, there, that's the big enchilada. So so I've been dealing with, with this for, you know, I've been in the culture war, so to speak, for, for 17 years. This is part of the larger play. Yeah. And that is to to weaponize language, weaponize symbols such as America, you know, insurrectionist, words like proud boy, Christian, white person, and take all of those people and demonize them and create a, bo- you know, create the straw man, the boogeyman out of, out of, out of all of those people, including myself, and take them off the board and focus people's ire and anger at them. I lost everything. I was deplatformed. I lost my Facebook, my Twitter, Instagram, everything. Almost a half a million followers across all of the, all of the platforms. Just gone. Mm. Just gone. My livelihood was taken away from me. My band quit and, and my infrastructure because of the pressure that was put on. All quit. And that is happening all across the Fruited Plain. Yeah. And it's synonymous with the, it's the same playbook out of Nazi Germany or all authoritarian tyrannical regimes in the past. It's a plan. It's a, it's a recipe and it's been done before and it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's happening right now. Yeah. Right in front of our eyes. Let's take it. We got to take a hard break here. We're talking with Michael Graves. Visit him online. Officialmichaelgraves.com officialmichaelgraves.com and uh, when we come back I want to talk about the continuation of that and how we fix this, how we fight it and what do we do to move forward to make this country what it used to be so we don't go down this road of crazy socialist tyranny it's The Voice of Reason on a pre-Friday celebration stay here The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier Hey it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, last few minutes of the program wrapping up today for a pre-Friday celebration. That's what we do here on the show, your fastest hour of radio on radio. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Hanging out with the man himself, Michael Graves, country and punk musician. You can find him online, official at michaelgraves.com. Also talking about the social media, the censorship. Where do we go from here? Because if we can't get our messages out, then where do we go? And obviously now we're starting to have different platforms of, I mean, talk radio here, some podcasts. We have different TV outlets now with Newsmax and One American News Network and Real America's Voice and some of these other big TV networks that are starting to be the alternatives. So we're going in the right direction, but where do we go? How do we... Do what we do. And conservatives, I have to admit, and Michael, I know you can, you'd probably agree with this. Conservatives, overall, I think, have the best grassroots campaigning when it comes to election season, when it comes to getting messages out there. We do the best in grassroots campaigning because Democrats and the progressives kind of just do the top down and we're going to spend a crap ton of money on radio and TV ads and that's about it. But they don't do the door knocking. They don't have the community as what conservatives do across the nation, do they? Nope, did we lose him here? Are you there, Michael? Oh, no, I think we might have lost him. That'd be bad. Hopefully we can get him back on here. Hold on one second. See if we can try that again. Uh, Michael, are you there, my friend? Oh, no. All right, we'll get him back on the show again soon. Don't worry. Oh, there he is. Maybe we can. I think we lost him. I think he's back. Michael, are you there, brother? I'm here. Hey, there we go. Fantastic. I don't know if you heard my question or not, but uh, the grassroots campaigning in the nation, getting messages out there, talking to people, having community around us. Do you think conservatives do better at that than progressives do? I don't think that conservatives do that better than progressives do. No. Progressives have a, a, a way of, of uh, sticking together and, and have been uh, coordinating and, and growing and pushing their message um, quite well. And, and that's why we're, our backs are against the wall in the, in the culture war. Sure, They're beating the snot out of us. Sure. Uh, what is the best way to move forward? I know Trump's trying to start like a new social media platform. Is that the answer? Just going our alternative ways with different media platforms? Is it fighting them internally from their platforms? How do we move forward and try to beat this thing? I think it's a little bit of both. Parallel structures are obviously we have to build parallel structures to these to these 
other things that are happening. We have to support artists and, and, and you know, people who are speaking out and who are courageous and, and who are, that do have, you know, principles and, and values that are in line with, with ours. The, the music and the entertainment industry right now is, is just a, it's a, it's a pipeline of poison. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. We got just about a minute or so here left, but talk about your plans. I know that you have canceled some of your tours because of some of this uh, that's going on. Are things getting back on track? What are you working on behind the scenes, and where can we find you? You can find me at officialmichaelgraves.com. Everything that I'm doing is at officialmichaelgraves.com. Uh, I'm, I'm really just trying to keep my head above water. Again, I've, I've been attacked ferociously in the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm recording music. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speaking out as much as I can. And, um, I, I continue to, to ask God to use me as a, an, his instrument to carry out his will and not my own here on, on earth while, while I'm here. Uh, and, and so I, I, I'm incredibly fortunate to have the opportunity to be on a program like yours. Yeah, well, it's great to talk to you. Doing what I can. Yeah, it's a great, it's it's a great honor to have you on. I've been a fan of yours. I, I enjoyed the Misfits. I really enjoyed the punk rock scene. And I, I have to laugh because if things kind of progress and move on, and you know things happen, you're fighting for a conservative, you know, valued individualized principles of do your own thing and let's you know fight the system. Then you have others like you know Rage Against the Machine, where the singer over there is starting to write op-eds for the New York Times and for the uh, for uh, for the mainstream media, which doesn't seem really like raging against the machine so well done on that one actually being the punk rocker and the activist as you are trying to fight the system in a real legitimate way i appreciate that <laughs> thank you we certainly live in bizarro backwards world <laughs> that is very true it's michael graves official michaelgraves.com michael it's great to talk to you my friend let's do this again soon what do you say i would love to thank you merry christmas hey, god bless you hey, you as well merry christmas god bless my friend we'll get you back on the show again soon that's michael graves there i know freaking awesome we'll get him back on the show again real soon until then what do we got tomorrow's friday that's right we'll get uh we got another great guest coming on the program then uh, we have ourselves booked out until the end of the year so don't worry we have a lot of great content for you and some really really big news and great stuff coming up for you as well until then be your own voice of reason. Be the catalyst in your community changing the times because that's what we're all about. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow for a Friday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.